0: Welcome to Chain Attack. I am your host Trevor, and I am the Twilight Inscription champion of the world.
1: Oh my gosh! I I regret this episode already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Jay, and uh, I have a perfect win record in Twilight Inscription. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Uh, And. I'm
1: Josh, and I think I overcooked the brisket that got served alongside of my play of toilet inscription.
0: So I actually think you undercooked it. really? Yeah, we can oh. have that discussion later.
2: All right and the whole the whole the whole science behind brisket is that you're supposed to like cook it forever so that like the collagen breaks down and then it's delicious.
0: Do you have a a thermometer, a meat thermometer? Yes. And the what, internal
1: what, temperature of that brisket at the time, well, when I pulled it off, the Okay. was at uh, 196. Um,
0: okay. You definitely didn't overcook it. <laughs> Generally 202 is where you take it off, but 196 should have been fine, especially the way you um put it allowed, in uh,
1: allowed it to rest in a cooler. Yeah. Well, I was not as satisfied with it as I have been with briskets in the past.
0: That's fair. I, you know, sometimes some of them just don't turn out. I wouldn't feel bad about it if I were you. Sometimes they come from really tough cows.
1: Fair point. (laughs) It was the only sad little brisket on the shelves of the local grocery store when I bought it. So that should have been a sign, probably.
2: Uh, I guess some some news with uh, Discount Games Inc. Um, I guess be aware that um, so we are a Gameopolis the the building that uh, DJI is the J has. bro the J built uh, <laughs> true no, I I don't build things I hire other people to do that because
1: that counts
2: that is not in my skill set um,
1: it's still the house that J built that's okay. right. Still counts as building.
2: So we're closing September 24th um, and starting renovations. Um, on the 29th and 30th, we're going to be doing setup again. Well, we should hopefully be back working on shipping the 29th or 30th, something. Well, the 30th. And then we're fully open to retail customers again on the 1st of October. Um, but just be aware that if you do an order through the website, um that it will be delayed and uh, we apologize we try to always ship things quickly but that is not possible In so um all right so we are going to uh talk about when i say we i mean josh and trevor <laughs> about twilight inscription
1: we're gonna make the hardest pitch of our lives ever to jay to try a product associated with twilight imperium
2: yeah, I mean, I I do already own the game. I guess I haven't technically picked it up, but.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Jay. For you, owning the game is not the challenge.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um. So what? Uh. Give Give me the rundown. Give me the hard pitch.
1: So Twilight Inscription is a very robust. Roll and Write game set in the Twilight Imperium world. If you don't know what a Roll and Write game is, um, actually, I tried to pitch this game as saying that it was uh, the love child of Twilight Imperium and Yahtzee, but I don't think that really does it justice. But ro- Roll and but, Write is so, there's the some Yahtzee. randomizer, right? Dice y- or
0: yeah, but Yahtzee is a good example. You could say that to anybody, and I think they would understand what a Roll and Write is.
1: That that you're trying to build. Combos or patterns or whatever, based on dice rolls, right
0: well, and I mean at its at its core, you're rolling dice and then you're writing something down,
1: right, yep, yeah, so
0: yeah, I mean, I don't i while that may be oversimplification, that's a pretty good
1: description, so it's fairly gorgeously produced, one of the things that um I didn't expect that I was quite delighted by when we pulled it out is that um. So the game has five, what do you want to call those, Trevor, eras, phases, eras, I think is probably the right Mm. way to say it, right?
0: Yeah, I'd probably call them phases.
1: Yeah. And um, those, you know, that's the game timer, essentially. And each of those phases has, uh, I think, between like six to eight cards in it or something like that. And they're not all the same. Oh, that's right. Some are shorter than some of the phases are shorter than others, aren't they? Yeah, the, the first phase is
0: really short. And then they get a little longer with each phase.
1: But kind of the... As you walk through the game, you you turn over one of these cards. It tells you what kind of phase that you're in. Like, it could be just a strategy phase, or it could be a war phase, or it could be a a council phase, which is the Twilight Imperium politics. And and the card, a lot of times, will have um, resources for you to spend. And then you'll roll dice, which will give you additional resources to spend. Anyway, one of the things that I was really delighted by is that the, the cards that you're turning over, I, and I think even the cards that illustrate the 24 races that are included, it's it, it looked like all new art in the Twilight Imperium world. Do you did you get that sense, Trevor, or not? Um,
0: you know, I wasn't, I probably wasn't paying as close attention as I should have to that question. So I I don't know. I, I did see a few pictures that looked if they weren't if they weren't based on, I mean, if they felt some of them felt like they were based on previous art, they might have been new art, but it's similar art. To
1: yeah. Previous. So the style feels the same as Twilight Imperium, but it, I think some of it was new uh, art, oh, which yeah, which I thought was cool because Fantasy Flight's pretty um, renowned. is probably the word I will use <laughs> for recycling art. You know, like <laughs> if you've seen one Fantasy Flight Lovecraft game. You've seen 90% of them uh, anyway. So that was cool. The, the other thing I thought was interesting is um, so every player has four boards uh, and they, they relate to different um, I guess actions in Twilight Imperium. There's navigation, there's expansion, there's warfare and there's economy. And those boards are, are they dry erase boards? How well, I, now I'm trying to think how you would describe them.
0: I mean, dry erase is a reasonable description, although that's not what they are. Yeah, just, because they felt like just laminated, you know, laminated cardboard.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That that's probably that's probably fair enough to describe. And so they furnish a liquid chalk markers rather than dry erase markers, and they're they really are quite nice. I I thought I thought the action that you you have of them on the board is quite nice. Anyway, the boards all look like. They're just kind of gorgeous space art and these orange, um, chalk, liquid chalk markers, they really stand out when you're marking the board and you're going to mark these boards a lot of times in a lot of different ways. Right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, the, the main flow of the game is you turn over a card. If the longest phases are strategy phases, um, because the war and the council phases, they, they kind of resolve pretty, pretty quickly, pretty intuitively. Um, but like a, when a strategy phase flips over, you get to choose one of your board, four boards to be your active board. And then you're spending the resources from the card and later from the dice that get rolled on that board. You know, So if I pick navigation, I'm spending resources to essentially explore more of the galaxy and um, claim planets or resources throughout the galaxy. If I choose warfare, I'm trying to spend resources to build my... Yeah fleet and deploy them to different sides you you go to war with either your left or right neighbor you know randomly throughout the game and so you've got to try to make sure your fleet is prepared for those wars um if you are doing expansion then you are um you're spending the dice resources to get more um commodities and technology symbols from the planets that you've claimed and then the economy is like geez i don't know how you describe the economy it's this funny um oh some somebody tried to describe it as that game where you draw a lot of draw a lot of squares around stuff and anyway but it's all about this little puzzle of trying to claim commodities to make your economy stronger so that when it comes time to when you randomly get to produce trade goods you know hopefully you'll have maximize your ability to do that or when it comes time to vote in a council phase hopefully you'll have maximized your amount your um, ability to generate more votes anyway so all very clever moves very fast um a couple things i'll say about it I, I mean i i'm like the target audience so i'm i'm instantly smitten by the art by the fact that i'm playing twilight imperium by the fact that w- we played with do we have six players trevor yes and it, it goes up to <laughs> yeah, eight six. And I don't know that eight would be any slower than six. Um, it moves along at a pretty good pace. You know, I think we played it in about two two hours and 50 minutes with a rules teach,
2: right? Um,
0: yeah, it'd be much faster on a second playthrough. Yeah, your, I what's think your so wild,
2: too. What's your wild guess as to what the sweet spot is for the number of players?
1: Well, honestly, I suspect it's three because here's the thing. Even though we had six players at the table, I only felt like I could affect or that my neighbors to the left or right of me were all that mattered. So I think two players, and I only say this based on impressions from my younger brother who's played two players, and there's an AI when you play two players. You know, that means to me, like, I think you want to have three. But because yeah, then I, everybody I would have two neighbors, right? <laughs> and and that's – go ahead, Trevor.
0: I was just say I, I think the two players would be awful. Um, yeah. Three, three, three players – You know, the two that people you're fighting are fighting you and the other person like everybody in three players. Everybody's involved. Right. Like With everybody. There's nobody at the table that you don't touch in our game. It didn't matter what Josh did because he had no influence or or effect on anything I did because we were sitting on opposite sides of the table. Exactly. So my my opponents were next to me and his opponents were next to him and my opponents were not his opponents and his opponents were not my opponents. So while that said, I do think that three is the most interesting, but I don't think it plays poorly at higher numbers. It just means that you may or may not be able to affect somebody who's running away with the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that, that was my feeling very much. Um, and then having said that, I feel like, well, here's the thing. Player interaction in Twilight Imperium is probably, you've turned the dial to 11, right? Like, there aren't many games where you interact more with the other players at the tables than there are in Twilight Imperium, right? Right. Um whether it's cajoling, coercing, threatening, destroying, you know, whatever it is, well, <laughs> the dial goes back down to about 2 or 3 in Twilight Inscription, right? Uh, cuz really the only the only time that you really affect your neighbors is in in a war phase.
0: Yeah, additionally, so there's you know josh talked about the different things that go the the events that come up when you flip the cards over um the only time you ever attack your neighbors is during a warfare card and that only happens once per phase of the five phases you know exactly how many times you're going to fight and you know it's going to happen at some point during the phase it's random when it's going to happen but you know the number additionally with the voting which is something that some people, including myself, especially love about Twilight Imperium. Twilight Inscription reduces it to the same number. You get four votes, and then that's it,
1: right? Or is it three votes? It's really it's, it's three. It's only it's three, three, three. It doesn't there's happen in, one the in the first phase phase, one, and, and it doesn't happen in the, happen in the final phase. Yep.
0: Yeah. So there's only three votes throughout the entire game, and and we only saw um, a few. I, are those the same? got to be but more than that right there's no bit- no
1: there there's definitely yeah there are more potential um agendas to vote on
0: but the three that we saw i felt like were not that impactful is that fair to say i think that's
1: well they weren't that impactful in that it felt like they sort of affected everyone almost equally right yeah that's where i feel like that disconnect
0: yeah i mean there was nobody getting punished as very harshly nobody getting like there was the one agenda
1: you got punished the most because you had been the most successful warmonger but (laughs) but it was barely punishment right it was what was it maybe a two-point swing a three-point swing something like that
0: so that particular law was that the um, it, it removed the negative ones. So in combat, if you win, you get a big bonus. If you lose, you get negative one victory points. It removed the negative ones, and I'd won every single combat. So my two neighbors each law each gained essentially three victory points in comparison to to me. So it really didn't hurt me per se because I'd still won all those victories and gotten the rewards for doing so they didn't get any rewards they just removed the punishment right right the the other one there was another one that was against me as well um that everybody voted against me and it was it, it basically gave a bunch of people um some exploration that i didn't get but honestly it didn't that one didn't hurt me either as much as it helped some of the people who are behind i guess and and maybe that's what it's trying to do—is help people that are behind. Um, but I never felt like the votes that happen in Twilight Imperium are very can be very brutal to whoever's in the lead, and can be quite advantageous to the the people who are behind. And I, I never felt that way with any of these. In fact, one, several of the votes, um, I wasn't the only one to abstain, but there was there was people who abstained because regardless of how the outcome came it was good news for everyone.
1: Right. And it just sort of affected everyone equally. Right. In a, in a, in a sort of good way. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the overview. I mean, I, uh, like, you know, a couple things, like I just, I did feel like it moved along at a, at a good pace. Um, it does occasionally feel a little bit like solitaire. Um,
0: not, not only that, it feels like four individual games. So your four boards each feel unique in that they feel like a mini game that each board has its own game going on. Um, yeah.
1: Right. And and, and and some of them are correlated, right? Like the navigation game is going to open up some of the things you can do in the expansion game and so on and so forth.
0: Uh, more than that. There's, there's icons that you open up on each of the boards that you can basically spend on the other boards. But at the end of the day, I mean, the truth is, is that each board could be played all by itself. You could play this game where everyone was just playing on one board at a given time. In fact, one board feels like the average or normal roll and write that you would get from the rest of the community. When you right. Go the board yeah, game that's fair to say. When you go into the board game community and look for a roll and write, what you get on one of these boards is like those. So this is almost like playing four different roll and rights with rules that, that combine together to create one big roll and right. And I will say, that at first, the first turn that we did, um, it was a little
1: overwhelming to me. <laughs> there's a there's a lot going on. There is, yeah. Well, which is which is part of why I definitely want multiple replays of it. Um, and and the other thing that I didn't say yet that I of course loved. I love that there's 24 races in the box. The races do feel like they're different. You know what I mean? Yes, Um, very much. So, you know, like uh, my dad was playing a race that like spent votes during the game and it, you know, for, for a different advantage and um, crap, I forgot. Oh, freaking Trevor's race. He was the Arborex and he was just like growing all day, every day. And, I guess I guess that's a minor complaint where I was like, we literally can't affect that stupid plant jerk. Water. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but I think that they do a good job
1: of conveying the feeling of the Twilight Imperium race. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so that that I thought was quite excellent. Uh, yeah. There, anyway, it does feel like there's a lot going on. I agree. In some ways, I felt like I was almost grateful for my race, so I I ended up playing the um, the Ysarl tribes. And one of their powers, I guess it's probably meant to be a disadvantage, was that you couldn't pick the same board two turns in a row. And so it almost made me like, you know, try out every board, which I might not have done otherwise. So let me talk
0: about the things that I liked first, and then I'll go into the things that I did not like.
1: <laughs> yes, give the people what they want. <laughs>
0: so the things I liked, I do like... I will say at first, when I first saw the, what'd you call them, chalk?
1: The liquid chalk markers, yes.
0: Liquid chalk markers. So when I first saw the liquid chalk markers, I was not happy. I thought, this feels like... I, didn't, I was not aware, first of all, I was not aware that, that liquid chalk markers were a thing. Um, I thought this was something that they had kind of come up with, or maybe it was quite rare that they decided to use in this particular instance. I was wrong. There's liquid chalk marker, markers available on Amazon. They chose orange, which is not, I'm sure, not a common color, even for the ones on Amazon. And the background for these boards is blue. So they they went away from the traditional roll and write, which is white paper, pencil, or white board with black um, dry erase markers. Right. And, And they went to a different color. But after playing it for a while, I agreed with these decisions quite a bit. And one of the reasons why is because these liquid chalk markers initially they're they're wet and it takes a few seconds for them to dry but once they're dry you can wipe your hand across them and the liquid chalk will not come off not easily i mean you could you know rub your finger on it or rub your thumb
1: your fingernail across it and break it off which is totally different than other roll and ride experiences
0: Yes, other roll and write experiences, the ones that use paper and pencil, that's fine, but you end up having to go through lots of sheets of paper. And the other ones that use a dry erase marker, if you you know are not paying attention and you have a baggy shirt, you might lean over and wipe off something important and not be able to remember what it was. So the choice that they made to use these markers, I think is fantastic. And I think it, it adds an awful lot to the game because you've got all these boards going on. You don't have to worry about accidentally rubbing off this stuff yeah so yeah i i do love that i do love the all the different races i really enjoy the production value of um the, all the components i love how unique the races are compared to each other um i do enjoy the interaction i had with the players next to me um i'll get to that more of that later um, <laughs> And I do think that this game, if you were to play with everyone knowing what they were doing, I think you could play the entire game in 90 minutes. Do, do you think that's that reasonable. Yeah,
1: period? I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, we, we went way past that. And there was a lot of questions and uncertainties that we went through, like you do any time you play a game for the first time. And, and no different than playing Twilight Imperium for the first time. It takes twice as long, um, you know. In the first game as it does any game after that if everybody knows what they're doing so the fact that you could sit down and have a twilight-esque experience in 90 minutes with a bunch of different races makes me definitely want to play this game again my complaints first complaint josh already said it it feels very much like a solo game i played a lot of the game without i mean honestly i didn't pay attention to my opponent's boards all that often and rarely did it bite me. It did end up biting me once. But throughout the whole course of the game, I wasn't really paying that close of attention to what they were doing. The only board I had to worry about was their combat board. And that's the one that where I'm trying to build more combat power than my neighbors. If I have more combat power than them, then I don't need to worry about it. And I was focusing on combat because the um, the plants um, could create uh, military units when they did things on other boards. So I was building way into battles that were happening in the future and was way ahead of all of my opponents. And if one of my opponents hadn't basically gone all in, spending all of his resources on buying everything he could to try to catch me, I would have never lost a fight in the entire game. And I only ended up losing one. So it it was one of those things where I felt like, man, I really didn't pay that close attention to my opponents and I still ended up winning. And I was, I I was focusing on my board on the combat, but not what my opponents were doing. Um, it does feel like, um, it loses a lot of the theme that you get from twilight Imperium. I mean, the truth is, is I'm looking at dice. I'm, I'm writing things on sheets. There's no ships on the board. There's, it doesn't really feel like there's a space theme of any kind. Um, it, the theme
1: is. It's just more, much more abstracted. I mean. Yeah.
0: On. Yeah, it's way more abstracted. So, um it's also quite complex for a roll and write. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. You know, it depends on where you want to be with your roll and rights. But generally, roll and rights. I like sitting down when I'm when I'm going to pick a roll and write. I, I want the game to be done in fifteen twenty minutes.
1: Well, I have to say, so I made a comment to you guys when we were just talking on text uh, the day or so after Trevor and I played this. And I I said, this has made me want to try one of the other more allegedly um, complicated roll and rights, which I had been avoiding because I was like, oh, that, because I, exactly what you're saying, Trevor, I was like, I don't want a roll and write that I'm going to spend, you know, two hours playing. Um, But the other most complicated roll and write that I'm aware of is, Called Hadrian's Wall, and so it's a theme that I would not be connected to in any way, shape, or form. Um, but Twilight Inscription has made me kind of want to go. Well, maybe I do want to check out another complicated role and write, right?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I will admit that if, when you get, this is borderline between when you get to that one and a half to two hour range. You start getting into the range of the games that I really want to play, and they're not. Yeah, they, right. They do, they don't have theme as light as this one, and there's you know there might even be some miniature ships on the board, so it's sort of it's skirting the line to the point where if if you know if we've got two hours to play a game is a roll and right really what I want to play, so I I don't know. Um I did enjoy the game a lot and I'm looking forward to playing it again. I am looking forward to playing it three player to see if it speeds it up even more than the um the 90 minute thing I was thinking initially cuz I think it maybe could um you know if you got the right group together and everybody knows the rules um you you could complete it faster than that. I, d- I don't know. Um but I'm I'm willing to try it, you know, and see.
1: Yeah, same, right. Uh one thing we didn't talk about real quickly is like how technology manifests because you know the tech tree is a big deal in especially in the earlier episodes of um twilight imperium and i think the best thing you can say for the tech in twilight inscription is that there are words on the sheets that are technology (laughs) Ah. amazing (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, i, mean, I mean, it, mean it's definitely another decision point you have to make right like do i spend these resources to unlock this tech you know but yeah right. it's it's way abstracted right
0: yeah so there's there's a couple of things you end up having to unlock throughout the game on each of the sheets you there's well on most of the sheets there are ways to unlock additional dice and there are ways to unlock the techs The dice feel way more impactful than the text do, which is kind of why Josh is a little bitter about the (laughs) text. But the the text, and one thing I will say about both the text and the dice, all of them have two paths to be able to unlock them. One of them is a little more lengthy and complex. You have to get several icons to get them off of the dice. And one of them is an icon that you unlock from somewhere else on the board. And the dice kind of the same way. And i I don't know if I like that decision. It feels like you can almost just ignore the one, the second half one and just go for the 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 icon version of the unlock
1: because it's yeah, I, I felt that same way. yeah,
0: It's cheaper and easier to do so, and you just you kind of set aside those resources and just wait until you need the right tech and then boom, you unlock it immediately. The other ones, like you would have to put dice in them slowly over time, or get really lucky with a great roll. Um, but the truth is, is that taking those resources away from the rest of the card just feels like you're making a big mistake. So again, we've only played this once, so I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I say that.
1: I, was yeah, I would disappointed like disappointed to be with the tech tree. Well. I I would like somebody to be like, oh, but you didn't see that unlocking the. Uh, whatever integrated economy or the ai development algorithm early on you know gave you would give you a leg up in this way you know i'm, I'm here to be proven wrong
0: yeah it's possible you know we're only one game in that's right but it, it did feel like there's several of the icons that unlock text that just to me felt like there wasn't a better use for them you just right kind of Right. You just kind of held on to them until the perfect moment that you needed something for them. And sometimes that was the text. Sometimes it was something else. And then you just jumped on and did it. I mean, if you spent your whole time putting check marks in the various texts trying to build them up, I mean, it would be, I, again, it would be wasted resources. I wish that the tech tree was a little bit more robust and a little bit more interesting. and they would, And it would require... Some prerequisites. Like there's nothing in the tech tree that requires anything. You can pick any tech and go straight to it. Right. Including including War Suns.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Then I guess the only thing left with the War Suns is then there are some additional commodity expenditures that you need to make, right? But
0: Yeah, I mean you're only unlocking the the uh blueprints for War Suns. You're not getting an actual War Sun. You have to also, you know, build them. And it's that's not easy either. But yeah, I I would have liked to have seen a considerably more robust technology tree with some maybe dice manipulation or something. There's no dice manipulation in the game. For a dice game, that's kind of odd to me.
1: Yeah, the closest thing to dice manipulation is just unlocking more of the dice, right? Yeah.
2: So kind of my impression that I've gotten from you guys is that you you do have initial curiosity with the game. But you're a little bit concerned about potentially the staying power of the game slash um, the opportunity cost of playing it versus another game and when when you get the opportunity to to do a board game? And would you say that that's...
1: Yeah, I think the opportunity cost is probably the biggest conversation you'll have to have with yourself. I think it has a lot of replayability because there are so many races, right? Uh, I think that's the main reason that it has a lot of replayability and because there's, you know, there's such a level of complication with the boards and such.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things we didn't mention was that the all the boards have two sides. One side is is all the same. So if everyone's on that side, everyone's got the same boards. The other side is unique and those boards can also be shuffled and you can get any combination of those boards so the way you approach those boards may or may not be different depending on which board you get so there is some uniqueness to both your race and the boards you get which make the game unique but at the end of the day it still feels like the core mechanics are not that different between one board and the next and there's just not enough uniqueness on the boards I mean, everyone's got the. That what would have been cool is if you had different techs on the different boards, but that would have introduced probably a significant layer of um, power differences between the boards. Um, but there's no tech differences. The only difference is the way that the uh, various things are laid out on words, or the potential rewards like in the combat section, uh, for example. I mean, one of the reasons why I won uh, most of my combats was because uh, at least one of my opponents his rewards facing me were not that interesting while my rewards facing him were so i went in deep because my i wanted my rewards so yeah i mean it is a there is an opportunity cost for the game because of the amount of time it takes um
2: well there's yeah i mean there's the amount of time it takes and then also um i mean it it does kind of feel like the um does does this game feel too much like um too much like a a solitaire experience that you're playing with other people
0: <laughs> yeah I, I the thing that probably the reason why it doesn't have enough staying power for me as far as let's say a year down the road uh-huh. will i be will i be playing this game a year down the road uh, that's the question i have to ask and right now the answer is no because a year down the road I'll have moved on to other board games and because right. the the theme is so thin here it's not going to be one like I, where I'm going to say oh yeah let's pull that out because the theme is what brings back some of the board games off the shelf in my opinion it's one of the reasons why euro gamers it feels like once they've played a particular game a lot they just they don't go back to it they could move on to the next one because right. there's nothing there's not, not enough of the theme to interest them but the Uh, forgive the term but i love ameritrash games and the reason i love them is because they tell stories and they're interesting and there's a a heavy theme involved like twilight imperium where you're like you know what there's nothing else like this i cannot get the same mechanics somewhere else and unfortunately it feels like the theme here is too far to that side where eventually it'll if i it'll sit on my shelf and i'm going to be playing the new hotness instead
2: josh are you are you back I don't know disaster, he, yes, he is here, but cannot speak. the whims of uh of hotel internet strike again <laughs> so uh I know we're not doing a a grade per se, but um what uh number out of ten what would you uh likely go with
0: oh i don't I don't wanna to be too harsh without having played it um multiple times. I mean, the the truth is, is that I may end up really, really liking this game. And for a lightly themed game, it is still the right light theme direction that I like. Um, I'd say I'd probably give it a seven. You know, it is above average. It is a good game. It's fun. It's well designed. Um, It's just not going to be it's not going to be the most memorable game I played this year. Not even close. Um, You know, that goes to Return to Dark Tower. So yeah. um, I don't I don't foresee any situation where I play this game that I come away with this great story to tell. You know, I'm I'm not going to be able to tell you about that one time on that one board where I circled this thing and it unlocked this other thing because uh, I couldn't even tell you what the names of those circles are. So.
2: All right. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to go over, Trevor, or I mean, we can potentially wrap up a little bit early and, and blame it on Josh? <laughs> I
0: I'm okay with this.
2: Okay. All right. I, well, I like
0: blaming on Josh. We can do that.
1: Oh.
0: Oh, he's back. Dang
1: it. <laughs> we just not, Who knows thing. not for long. Jeez. That's fair. Uh, All I want to say is I agree with Trevor that the thinness of the theme might make it hard to go back at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I we'll definitely play it again. Oh yeah. Ev- eventually it it's not going to make it to the t- you know, three years from now will Twilight Imperium make it to the table? Absolutely. Three years from now will Twilight Inscription make it to the table? No.
1: But Zaya will. Zaya will
0: make it to the table for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, yeah. I might I might just found a nursing home that's just the Zaya <laughs> nursing home.
2: <laughs> the old folks home for people playing Zaya. That's right. Amazing. <laughs> um I, I so I asked Trevor to give it a a number out of ten, Josh what is what is your number out of 10 oh my gosh i feel contractually
1: obligated to give it a 10 because it has twilight imperium involved with it but the truth is it's probably a six how close did i get to trevor's number he said seven
0: i i wanted to give it a six but i felt bad doing so because
1: you feel like a monster right
0: yes i do yeah it's a good game
1: (laughs) you know what and that that number could frankly go up after repeated i want to
0: yeah, I, I, the one thing I need to, the caveat I need to mention is I really want to play it
1: with just three. And, like, when I play the Necrovirus for the first time, that probably will jump the ah. ring by two
0: <laughs> I want to play the Winu. I mean, that's one of the things is, like, I got I got three cards and two of the races I'd never even heard of. So I, that's I right. With, I remember
1: you said that.
0: I played with the race I knew because I, I knew the plants, but the other two races I'd never heard of. So, you know. Sure.
1: Played if, the race he knew because he knew the plants because he knew the plants were broken. <laughs> yeah, um, well, you didn't tell final scores to people, did you? Like Trevor no. was like thirty percent higher than anybody else. That's how that's how badly he thumped. Uh, uh
0: yeah, I scored an even one hundred points. Uh, second closest was Josh
1: at seventy five. Uh, I think that no, I think uh, Mark had seventy eight. So yeah, like. The rest of us were playing in compl- an entirely different game than Trevor. Would.
0: I I would love to be able to, like I said, play a three-player game, deal out like six races to each player, and be able to like look through them and pick something. You know, I, there's just a bunch of races,
1: and I would love to see more of them. So yeah, yeah. So that will be most of the exploratory fun of the game.
2: I mean, I'd, I'd have to say that I kind of feel like. I'm a little bit less excited for the game than I was beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it It is a fun game. It's just... Uh, I don't know that you could make a roll and write that yeah. capt- captures the same spirit the old game does.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. For what they set out to do here, they probably did as good a job as you could do. Yeah. That and and again, I'm happy to see... More art produced in that world, more, you know, I don't know, more sort of like game types in that world, more, you know, different takes on that world. I mean, I think there already is a Twilight Imperium um, RPG, isn't there? But like, if there's not, all of this feels like it could, you know, contribute to that kind of thing. Like it could kind of expand on the world, right? Like, it's kind of interesting to me too. Like, we didn't even talk about this when we played, but, you know, the, the original creator of twilight imperium is no longer with fantasy flight so it's kind of interesting to watch his creation be bastardized at this point i mean that's what's happening right yeah um but i think i like it i'm willing for them to try yeah that's what i mean i you know i i think it's it's gonna be cool to see him come out with different stuff you know like like an upcoming game i'm super jazzed about which if it's not already on my pre-order list jay put it on my pre-order list is the War of the Ring, the card game, right? Mm-hmm. An incredible game. Um, and I think the card game is actually being created by the creators of the original. But, but my point is, I think it's fun for like really awesome properties or, um, you know, games to be given a different life, right? And uh, so I, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what what comes of all of it.
0: Yeah, I would I would love to see them explore more in the twilight universe i would love to see them uh you know come up with a game that was based on the senate floor you know something that takes goes more political than they've done Democker right.
2: in <laughs>
1: twilight imperium yeah mechatol mocker <laughs> d- no d mechatol is probably the better way to do that one uh yeah you know or or like a founding father style game that's that's in the Twilight. Imperium Universe, right? Right. You know, so so for that, I'm I'm excited and grateful for the for this uh, game.
2: All right, well, I guess let's let's really really
1: wrap <laughs> uh, up this there. Now that and, Josh is actually has functional internet again for a moment. Yes.
2: Yes. Uh, so let us know your opinions on Twilight Inscription and stay tuned to next week.